What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with another episode. And in this episode, I sit down with the founding member, Jordan Green of Mob Day. He reached out to me via email, said that they wanted to kind of stretch their legs and get into the Central Texas market and get their sound heard. Uh, so here we go. Here is the interview. We sat down for about an hour, chit-chatted about, you know, what the band is about, how they've come to be, and, you know, this new album that they got coming out, which apparently I'm the second per- second person, first person of the public to hear it, and I am greatly, greatly honored. There is some really cool stuff on there. I'm a big fan of the single Need, also Clarity, uh, and he definitely dialed in on me when he said it was you know, a little genty, a little this, a little that. So that makes total sense because I'm your standard middle-aged white dude demographic and he got it. So they're on the follow list from now on. A lot of good stuff in this interview and I'm really excited that uh, I got to I got to sit down and converse with this, with this dude. Turns out that he's a horror film uh, kind of nerd along with the rest of the other guys. So there's definitely some, uh, some crossover there, but all around great interview. Really loved getting to know Jordan and his band and, and their sound. And, and I got to say, I went for a little uh, 5K run today and definitely it got me to where I needed to be. And as always, we can't do this without our sponsors. Come and take it live. Come and take it productions. Head over to comeandtakeitlive.com. Hit the calendar tab, calendar events tab, and check out all the upcoming shows. And if you see a show that you want to go to, and if there are any locals on the set, please buy your tickets from the locals. That money goes directly back into their pocket. And then, in turn, shows the venue that they can pull a crowd in from time to time. So the next time their name comes up to get on a show, guess what? Ding, ding, ding. Because they've been selling tickets to locals. You've been picking them up. They get on the shows. Also, I don't know why I haven't been doing this, but... Titan Audio Productions, my man Taylor Anderson, uh, who recently joined Ariel, <laughs> formerly or currently Apollo. Bitch doesn't call me anymore, so he's too busy running sound at Vulcan and come and take it during the week. So shout out to Taylor Anderson. If you need your shit sounding good, then ship the stems over to him and he will spice them both up for you. And if you need any graphic work design, hit up our boy, Jeremy Miller, Pixel Finesse. Just send us a message and we'll get you in touch. I'm still waiting on all the links and stuff from him. But congratulations, Jeremy. He's uh, still part of the podcast. He's hanging out in Arizona and going to be a daddy soon. So congratulations, my man. And as always, we couldn't do it without our listeners. All 14 of you. Yep. We're bringing that back. Anyway. Here's Mob Day. Let's go. All right, cool. So we have Mr. Jordan Green from Moob Day. I've got... Uh, Mob Day. Mob Day. See, God, I even <laughs> had a bet with myself. I was like, I bet it's Mob Day, but I'm just going to go with my gut because Moob Day was just kind of like... <laughs> I guess Mob Day was just too on the nose. I was like, maybe there's something else behind it. But Right? It's such a silly name. I can't believe we use it. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I will say this, that uh, as... as a 
just as an interviewer and a host, whenever you get uh, people that send um, requests to you, like, hey, you know, we're in this band, uh, check us out, so on and so forth, kind of like how you did. Yeah. And there was a local band named Safe Haven that I was supposed to talk to. So all day I listened to their shit and I thought that I was listening to the correct Safe Haven because what I oh, was shit. hearing was just slapping. I, 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 was, I was so oh, ready damn. to interview. And then I hit them up and I'm like, man, where'd you guys, you know, where'd you guys come from? And they're like, I bet you got the wrong safe haven. So finding your band's name was infinitely even for, easy. Even for them to be like, I think you got the wrong one. Like that's it was, not, very, <laughs> not very confident. <laughs> I guess they'd been through the ringer before. Uh, yeah. But introduce yourself, where you're from, cool name, and uh, tell us, like, let's, let's get to know Mob Day. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my name is Jordan. I am from Binghamton, New York. Uh, current, that's where uh, basically the whole band's from now. Uh, yeah, Mob Day is a project I started when I was really young. I was about 18. Uh, it went through a couple, you know, member changes as you do, uh, some style changes, just trying to figure ourselves out. And we actually called it quits in 2016. We were going good for a while. But I don't know. I felt like we did everything we were going to do. It didn't feel like it was going any further. So we all kind of agreed, like, maybe now's the time. And then all went on and did, just some, did some different things and then came back to it about 2018. We all kind of missed it. We had some ideas for it. And I guess I've always just had a vision for it. And now it feels like we're getting closer to figuring that out. So it kind of feels like a new band, even though we've been around for a long time. Yeah, because I was looking at your the EPK kit that you sent, and so you're you're the fa- the founding member, correct? Yeah. Are you the only one left? I am. Yeah. There's some guys who've been with us for a long time. That when people ask what the original lineup is, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it, yeah, it wasn't. Uh, it didn't get solidified for a couple of years after we started, but yeah, I am the I'm the only original guy still here. So tell me about the scene in New York, because I've interviewed a handful of bands from up there, but I've never actually caught a show there, which is still on my bucket list, and there's plenty of venues to choose from. So uh, just tell us more about the, the, the New York life uh, as far as the, in, in the vein of which you're experiencing it. Um, well, we are about three hours outside of the city, so um, there isn't as many venues here for us. There, there are a couple, and there are some supporters of the original metal scene out here, but it is really tough to keep it, uh, to keep it going here for us. So we had to branch out. We had no choice, which we wanted to do anyway. But you know, it, it's a, uh, it's tougher to get the hometown behind us for some reason. But it is, <laughs> it's kind of a small town. It's a big city, but it's a college town. So when students aren't in town, there's like nobody here. And for those that, that aren't familiar, uh, Binghamton is kind of like middle of the state, but south, kind of close yeah. to the Pennsylvania border, correct? Yeah, we're about 15 minutes from Pennsylvania and like an hour and a half south of Syracuse. That usually gives it away when we tell people that. Uh, okay. So is that like where you guys, I guess, where where do you guys normally perform at or where you, you know, like where do you call, I know Binghamton's, Binghamton's home, but yeah where where's like the venue to go to uh for you guys we've had a lot of fun in uh there's this town oniana not far from here they've been really great to us with this new version of the band um that's only it's a little less than an hour from here uh we we travel as much as we can we were just in jersey um we're working on a tour right now with our agent uh 
hopefully going to be releasing the dates on that soon. But we're really excited about that because we just made a really cool record, we think, and we want a lot of people to hear it. And and that's what you sent me, correct? Yep, that's the new one. You're the first person to ever hear it. What? Yeah, you are. I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> well, man, thank you very much. I actually uh, listened to a hand because I know that some of the stuff that's on Spotify right now is going to be in in this release, correct? Yeah, the singles that we release throughout the year, those are those are on there. Okay, and and just uh, uh walk the listeners through uh how how this one came to be because now like you said you guys kind of got the itch in 2018 and now here we are almost at the end of 2022 which is hard to say I know. because i feel like i you know i've been <laughs> it's definitely been groundhog day but not in the sense that it normally is it's instead of it being the same thing every day for me it's been this totally like new thing so um yeah, 2020 has been the longest year ever. <laughs> yeah, it's like it hasn't stopped yet. <laughs> it's still going, dude. But uh, but yeah, tell us about the the new EP and 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 you know how how everything came to be. And uh, actually, and who else is in the band that's obviously not here? Uh, we got uh, our singer. His name is uh, Joe Cafferty. We got him. I think the beginning of 2020. Yeah, we got him in January 2020, and we had shows booked and ready to go for like April and May to kind of be his coming out. And we obviously all know what happened in March of that year. So all those shows got canned. Man, and you uh, guys were like not the epicenter, but New York was just getting washed with with COVID. Yeah, New York was crazy. Uh, The lockdown was weird. I was, uh, you know, didn't leave the house for about two months because none of us really knew what was going on. And uh, but it, it inspired this record to get to where it is now. We uh, me and uh, our bassist, Josh. We're big on home recording, so we ended up just kind of wood shopping for a few months when we had nothing to do. We got pretty good at production. Uh, the songwriting was coming together really well. So we were still writing, bouncing stuff back and forth. And that's kind of how this album happened. Wow. We knew, we knew we wanted to do one, but I wanted it to be more involved, more in the room together, jamming kind of stuff. But this is, a, this is a result of what we were handed. Yeah, I know whenever they gave us the order here, uh, I started this series called Locked in the Closet and actually reached out to some bands up north, uh, one in Jersey, uh, one in Toronto. And I, just the stories I was hearing as compared to what I was living through <laughs> did not match 100, mm-hmm. you know. And so I'm just, uh, I'm glad that those that did, you know, come come through on the other side, glad that they're here with us. And those that passed, you know, that's just, you know, right. sad as it is, but I am very pleased just as a music listener and, you know, a podcast host that the music that is now coming out, that's been, you know, you know, on the, not on the back burner, but, you know, people are starting to kind of like just really come full throttle. And some of the music that we're hearing is just woof. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, there's so much cool that happened in such a, you know, kind of like a dark time. But yeah, especially for bands like ours. I mean, uh, we're a bunch of dorks. We're really funny when we hang out together. But I mean, the music is very dark. And uh, yeah, like you said, unfortunately, going through that dark time, it actually kind of uh, inspired us in a lot of ways. We had a lot more things to say that we wouldn't have been able to say if that didn't happen. You kind of had to experience it and get that. I guess inspiration. I don't really want to give it credit for some positive yeah, thing, but it, it's, 
it's it's one of those double-edged swords where you're like there is a positive thing here but it came from the ashes of this negative thing but yeah and it it kept us going you know we were going crazy um we couldn't play shows we didn't even know when it started we didn't even know if we'd ever be allowed to play shows again we didn't know how this was going to pan out and i was freaking out inside i was like are we ever going to get to do this ever again our thing so i'm glad everything ended up the way it did uh the record came out great. We've been able to play a few shows on it so far, about to tour it. So, I mean, everything's good right now. And so your vocalist, he was, he's the newest addition to the family, correct? He is, yeah. Uh, he came in, like I said, 2020, and he just started working on the record immediately with us. Josh, our bassist, got with us in 2018 on the reunion. Um, he's actually one of the best guitar players I know, and he can hey. play circles around me, but... <laughs> The, that was the idea when we when we needed a bass player to fill that spot. I was like, we need to get a killer guitar player to do it. So they just have a different understanding of the instrument. It's a take I wanted to hear, and I've I've loved having that dynamic. Well, I definitely am enjoying everything that I hear because I always try to go into listening to new music blind. So I'll just I'll load whatever album or discography has been sent to me or if you know the band is like hey just you know catch our stuff on spotify or apple music or whatever yeah uh, the day of the interview i'll go for a run uh, i'll try to give myself at least 30 minutes i feel like that's a good window to kind of shop around a little bit to hear different sounds and as i'm running i also try to figure out like okay for fans of da 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 and i had this one song i can't remember the name of it but the band that hit me was tantric is that uh in the wheelhouse of, of y'all's uh uh not the writing I'd style but inspiration i guess i'd okay. i'd say so um i i wouldn't name them directly but they're definitely in that vein of like if someone were to say allison chains they hear that in us like that yeah all day yeah, yeah. i but... just i had this weird maybe it's just this subliminal hit from when no we we played a bunch of shows with them back in the day so something oh, must okay. have rubbed off so <laughs> <laughs> i guess does the older music transfer or relate to the newer music like what 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 can the fans no it, it kind of doesn't um okay. in a good way though i i think that fans of the old stuff will still hear um We'll hear that it's us. Like we're still the same people with the same mindset on songwriting. We're always trying to get better, of course. But uh, yeah, the the inspiration will always still be there from the same type of guys. Um, but this new sound, I personally, when I went into writing my parts, I was listening to like uh, I always kind of wanted us to have a heavier record at some point, and this was kind of our chance to do it. So picked up seven strings. I was listening to a lot of Mashuga. Um. Deftones, I always listen to, and that's always going to come through for me. But another big one was uh, Failure. I've gotten really into them in the last oh. few years and uh, the textures they use. So I really experimented with a lot of different guitar tones on this one because of them. There's a lot more clean stuff, some spacey stuff. But uh, the heavy stuff is much heavier than we've ever been. And it feels very natural, and we're actually like much happier people for this for this finally coming out. Like this is heavy music, like happy is, people. Yeah, I feel like this is something we've always wanted to do, and we got the we got the right guys for it. And as far as members too, our our older drummer uh, Ty came back for this record, so he's going to be helping us support it and okay. playing on the next one too. So we're happy to have him back, and that's uh, 
yeah, that's that's how this thing all came together this time around. Now, is everybody friends from like back in the day, like a high school connection, or would just like know each other, uh, knowing each other through the scene, kind of like here in Austin? I mean, it's one, you know, five bands, you know, multiple people, but through those people, it's like actually twenty bands. So, <laughs> yeah, this one, yeah, this current lineup is kind kind of built through the scene. Uh, we've all known each other in like different relationships for you know some of us for the last like 10 years actually i've known rory probably almost like 15 years now but yeah we were all in different bands that's kind of how we merged and just eventually came together to make this and yeah we couldn't be more pumped about it now does everybody is is mob day like everybody's main focus or i mean is it kind of like a couple side projects here or there but primarily mob day's it yeah mob day's it everybody does stuff on the side um Josh is really big into the production. He's actually going to be doing vocals on a record this week, I think. And uh, we got Joe from the cover band scene because we just we got to actually hear him do all kinds of different styles. So we knew that he was a guy that we kind of wanted to experiment with. Uh, and, the vo- the new vocalist, Joe. Yep. Okay. New vocalist. And then yeah, I'm I'm always working on something, and yeah, we're we're all over the place. But Mob Day is the that's the one that we all, you know, we all come back to. Well, I think it's good that it, when I first started doing this and learning that musicians had multiple bands that they were a part of, I mean, the first thing I thought of was, man, how do you remember all that music? But I mean, you know, when you do something for so long, it just becomes like, you know, second nature. It's like, oh, this song, yeah. got it. Uh, but the at one point I was kind of like against it, but then I started talking with people, you know, such as yourself and just interviewing uh, more people. But I think that the having people in other projects is a good thing because it doesn't keep you stale. You know, there's, yeah. it's not just this sound or this vibe, you know, it's, you know, this culmination of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's, it gets, uh, that energy gets built up too. Um, because I, I, when I'm writing a Mob Day record, I love to be as clear-headed as I possibly can for it. Like, I want to give this one my all and make sure that it's uh, exactly where we should be or where I feel like I need to be. And by getting out other styles, it allows just that avenue for what we're trying to accomplish to just be wide open for us. And, of course, we're inspired by all kinds of things, and we throw in experimental stuff, but it, right. like... If if we have an idea for like a country song or a rap song, like obviously Mob Day's not gonna jump all over that. So <laughs> we got these side things where we can kind of just purge those other sounds we're hearing. Yeah, it's just the, you know, the the I just wanna get this out of my system, go over here, do the set, come back. All right. That's yeah. it. And working with other people too, you get to learn other ways of putting a song together or uh just oh, yeah. it's, it's just it's just another tool you can add. So it does more good than harm. Well, cool. That's man, nice little, uh, nice little bio. So, I guess the burning question now is, what is Mob Day? Like, is it is it a thing? Is it a sound? Is it a where did it come from? <laughs> it came from a it came from a typo, I do believe. Um, I tell this story all the time, but it's pretty good. If you look down at your keyboard, there N and B are next to each other. I think someone was experimenting with like uh, logo fonts in the studio and just tried to type Monday just to see what it would look like. And they Mom fat day. fingered a B and I walked in when it was up on the screen and it was our first logo. And I looked at it. It's like, Oh, what's that? It looks cool. And they're like, well, it's uh, it could be your new band name. 
and we needed a name. So I was like, all right. So, oh, so that actually worked out really well then. Yeah, that was that was it. I mean, because I mean, Mob Day does have this. Of course, my dumbass. I don't know why the fuck I thought it was Moob Day. That would be two O's. <laughs> but uh, that's I, cool. I, I, and of course, like I'm a Mob Deep fan, and there's two B's. But it, regardless, it, so you just walk. People have called in. us that too. <laughs> so you just, <laughs> you just so you just walk in, and here's this actually accident, and you. We're just like, oh, that, oh, fuck it. That, yeah, that's yep. it right there. That's exactly what, yeah, it was our producer <laughs> was messing around with the logo, and he, it was before we were recording one night, and I went down, and yeah, he had it up on the screen, and it was all done up, the logo and everything, and we ran with that one for a while. And I, I hate the name. I think it's the worst band name in the world, but I like it because it doesn't really give you a, a sound in your head when you hear it. Like, you hear Pantera. Yeah. You know that's metal. Da, da, you, yeah. You, yeah, you hear Slipknot for some reason, you know where that's headed. Um, but Mob Day didn't sound like anything. So I felt that uh like this big stylistic change we did on this album, I felt like we kinda had a license to do so because of a name like that, because it doesn't really tie us down to anything. So tell me more about, about you, man. Like since you're the founder, are you uh born and raised uh New York guy? Like uh how how did I guess what was the what was the experience for you growing up? Like, how'd you get into music and arrive at where we're at today? Um, I always loved music as a kid. Um, my grandparents owned a bar out here, so I'd go in in like the early mornings when my mom and dad were working there, and the bands would be loading in, and I'd get to see like all the gear and the backdrops and all that stuff. And I didn't know what it was for, and I just thought it looked really cool and it looked fun and. Like I said, I loved music, listening to it all the time. Everything I did in my life, music revolved around it. When I played sports, I had songs in my head when I was playing, or I'd listen to a certain song to get ready to play. And uh, then it was seeing um, Corn in their Freak on a Leash video when I realized, like, oh, like this is something I could do. These guys kind of look like me. Like they. <laughs> and they made it look fun because other bands I saw, great musicians, but they weren't really putting on a show, just kind of standing there bobbing their heads. And I was like, oh, yeah, I like this song. But seeing them uh, just purge all that energy out while playing cool, heavy music, I was like, oh, wow, this is this is something I could I could get into. Is is corn on the list of fans of? Because I, I feel like I definitely heard some corn ish uh, vibes definitely. coming through. OK, yeah. We've yeah we've wanted to do the seven string thing for the longest time and it's really because of them since we were kids I, I think everyone oh, really? in the band grew up listening to them they're they're the band that did it for me that made me want to do this but I think everyone in the band would say that yeah Corn's definitely in there I mean Corn is Corn is one of those just quintessential bands now that you know you just hear the name and it's ah uh, like there's even <laughs> like the TikTok stuff about Corn that my friend Josh <laughs> sends me all the time. I just saw that. <laughs> uh, if, uh, if, if you're listening to this and you don't know what the corn stuff is on TikTok, just, I mean, it's not hard to find. Um, it's everywhere. It, it's everywhere. But I do remember going to see corn play, I want to say, in Tennessee when I was real young. I was fr I'm from North Carolina originally. So okay. traveling out with a buddy of mine. I can't remember. I think it was OzFest. Maybe corn was touring, but. It was uh, my first experience on a really wet-ass 
uh, hillside that was really nice and green and when it started and then turned into absolute <laughs> trash uh, before before the night was done. And I think, I remember it was like, this was back when I was into like Flyleaf and Breaking Benjamin. And, oh, yeah. You know. Breaking Ben's from about an hour from us. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, that, man, I've, they, I, they will forever be one of my like gateway bands. I'll just leave it at that. Ben is an incredible songwriter. It's it's such a I mean it, it's it's just one of those like that's what I came up with and then it switched to like Atrey You and then Kill Switch and then just like the mid two thousands and they were like this right. is metal slap so yeah <laughs> you couldn't escape that stuff back then no man I mean it was just like Evanescence and Flyleaf and Paramore and of course okay let me let me back this up this is my experience so the people that are listening it's like Ryan. But you're such a metalhead now. It's like I know it took me like 12 years to get here, but we've arrived. So <laughs> hey, metal metalheads in my experience have the best taste in music dynamic because metal is full of a lot of different things. Right. I mean, the I stuff. Think you, that, I think you have to hear other stuff. The stuff that's coming out, like you, like we've said before, the 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 pandemic really put everybody in their hole and said, hey, now is the time. I remember this one this one quote from a drummer of a local band, uh, Andy from Coningsore. Just a wild ass band. If you guys like wild music, just go check them out. Cunning story. Sweet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but he said that he looked at it as though he was. Um, <laughs> he tried to look at it the best that he could, and he said, "If you're not practicing music like it's your job, like during the shut during the lockdown, then you're you're not really into music." And I know that's not oh, yeah. that doesn't ring true for everybody, but it does kind of no, put this in like not. your head of like you know actually does that that kind of makes sense. I'm gonna dedicate one or two days just to music. Oh and yeah, all I all I did two months straight. I'd I'd wake up, uh, just get my head right, go in the studio. This would be like I'd say probably eleven in the morning. I'd start tracking something. Nice. Probably around like six o'clock that night, I'd have like a full song mixed and ready to go. Um, I actually I made a solo record during the pandemic. I put that out in uh, oh, February. Really? Yeah. And just, just a just a little quick, just one off kind of thing. Yeah, it's a thing I've had I've been working on for a long time. This is kind of like my nine inch nails ministry cure uh side thing. Uh okay. no vocals just because I hate my voice. I tried singing on it and <laughs> I just I just was like, now nah, this is an instrumental thing. As many times as I've yelled into this microphone with no one around to like one of my favorite band shit, and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> Uh, but that's that. cool. Um, what's the what's the I guess what's the like project? Uh, it's called Immaterial, and the album's called a uh, Part Reptile. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just it's yeah. just noisy, creepy stuff. Kind of my love of movie soundtracks too. So you'll definitely hear it's like Trent I was going to say I'm, meets I'm, like Danny I Elfman. I can see behind you this uh, creepy character from I don't know what movie that is, but that is uh, Lon Chaney as the uh, Phantom of the Opera. Ah, okay. So you're a horror movie buff, or oh, oh yeah. Man, okay, I I should. Well, she's not here, but my uh my wife. Do I have that sample anymore? No, uh, who cares? My wife. <laughs> I found it. My wife. All right. <laughs> I forgot I had that. Um, she's a horror horror flick. Like just goes for it, and then we've even got some other guys that um that shoot horror type low B budget film in in the metal scene like it's it's really cool yeah uh, 
what's your what's your what's your uh damn i don't want to pigeonhole you and say like what's your favorite genre or like what's name name a couple movies that you're that you are like oh these are my go-to horror flicks uh go-to horror flicks uh for sure halloween 1978 that's the number one for me damn i think it's i think it's just the year too yeah, you have to now because all these <laughs> all these reboots just take the original title. It's like shit. I can't just talk about this anymore. Yeah, I and can't. I, I, whenever a new one comes out, I'm just like, man, like, okay, is this like b- before this person or before this accident? Like, I and then my yeah. wife just swoops in and she's like, okay, sit down. Let me fix it this. for you. Let me let me tell you. I love I love what they did with the new one. How they kind of I, I liked a few of the sequels in between and the old ones, but I like how they kind of erased them. And this was like. Halloween 2018 is kind of like the new Halloween 2, and I, I thought that was kind of cool. I, it's it's art, man. You could do whatever you want with it. I like how they just went in and decided, like, no, none of this other shit happened. We're just going <laughs> to take you right here. I think that's like, badass. We know you saw this movie, and we sold it to you for years and decades, but uh, this is that was Earth 1. This is Earth 2. Yeah, I love it. And then, yeah, Texas Chainsaw 2, probably another one of my favorites, the original, again. Uh, that was filmed uh, just down the down the street, up over an hour away. Uh, they have the gas station out here too. Oh, that's awesome! I'd love to get out there and see that. Hey, if you ever if you ever come through on tour, man, just holler at me. Um, we're we're working on it, man. I hope we get down there soon. Um, are you guys having? Do you guys have any tours lined up? And if so, where? And there's then- there's one getting worked on right now that uh. I can't talk too much about just because some of it's all getting hammered out now. But yeah, that's that's gonna be primarily northeast. That'll be coming up soon. Hopefully, okay. we can announce that much sooner than later. That's the tour. Um, we're always picking up one-offs, and we're already working on the next batch of recorded music of ours that's gonna come out. So, man, so not only do you have a new album coming out, so by the time, so as you're listening to this, I'm not promising it's either gonna be a week before or actually, when is the album releasing comes out friday the 16th so we're recording this sunday the 11th so it's out this friday man the heat is on right can we do it is on can we do it you know what i think you know what i think we can i think all right i'm as you're listening to this if you (laughs) (laughs) trust me i've had to edit out some promises before so it's just say here's the edited bit yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is the shit you put in front as the sound bite that comes full circle <laughs> later uh but yeah i so uh you got the album coming out or is out on the 16th of september yeah but you but you say that you already have other stuff in the works yeah we already got probably six four songs that i think are like not done mixed and mastered but done as far as like what how we think they're gonna go there's like four songs done for the next album two more that are in the works right now that direction's crazy. Like I, you know, every band says that everything they're coming out with, like, oh, this one's gonna smoke everything else. But no, we're uh, legit, yeah. we're we're super pumped on this new stuff we're working on. It's nothing anyone would expect from us, but in the best way possible. This is what we should sound like now. And then uh, we are also, I guess I'm not really announcing it because it's not really. Uh, we don't know when it's coming out, but we're working on a covers EP too. Okay, so like just, a whole like a whole whole thing like four four or five songs of covers yeah gonna be like probably four or five covers and then we're gonna try and squeeze on a new original there just uh just so there's you know something to grab you there too this all gonna be like uh pre-savable or uh something to that effect 
Yeah, we're hoping to have the first uh, single out from that in November. We're still going to be promoting this album coming out in September, obviously, but uh, the song we're using as a single for the covers album, there's an anniversary of that song coming up in November, so we kind of just want to try and hit that because we figure the band's going to be talking about it, we could talk about it, and just a little marketing strategy we got here. Marketing, I, you know, it's crazy how you don't, pay attention to something until I guess you're made aware of it. Kind of like, yeah. oh, I just bought this red car. And the next thing you know, you see all these red cars. Or like, I work for a pool cleaning company now, and I never really understood how many fucking pool cleaning companies there are until you're out driving around and <laughs> in the same fucking neighborhoods. Like, <laughs> you, need, you, need a, you need a cool name. Yeah, you know, so, I mean, we work for, uh, I work for Aqua King Pools and Spas. I you like need a that. weekly service, hit me up. I'll hook you up. <laughs> Plus, I get a commission, so holler at your boy. There you um, go. I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to promote that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't promote how you make money. Don't ever no, do that. No, <laughs> I can't ever do that. Oh, my God. Um, shit, I forgot where I was going with this. Um, backtrack. We were talking about the single on the covers album. Get sidetracked and just whoop, squirrel. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. I've completely lost it. All but good. I've learned. Moving on. Oh, we so, were talking about we were talking about promoting and how uh, how you hear about things. Oh, f- yes. And that's how you got on promoting your uh, <laughs> pool cleaning. <laughs> oh God! See, this is, uh, and I've only had one beer today, guys. <laughs> two looks like. Speaking of today, you a football fan? Um, I'm a Dolphins fan, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I feel that. I feel that right? so hard, man. I'm a Panthers fan, so yeah. I grew I, up. I wanted to be a Bills fan when I was younger because you know that's it's the closest team to me. They're not too far from here, and right. I liked their colors. Red was my favorite color as a kid, like you know Raphael from Ninja Turtles. The Bills oh, had course. red, so okay, I was like, yeah. "Fuck okay, it, they're we, cool." We share this. We share this common bond. Thank yeah. You. Then my dad's a Dolphins fan, so if I wanted to watch football or talk football in the house, you know, it was all Dolphins. So I kind of was just like, "All right, let's go." Yeah, mine was wasn't a football family. I was uh raised in the basically the middle of North Carolina, so in the woods. And football wasn't really a thing. It was more uh I guess I should say it wasn't professional football, it was more uh college, so like UNC, Duke. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, Wake Forest State, all that fun stuff. But ours was ours was baseball, uh the Braves. I love Just baseball. It's probably my favorite. By default. And I was of the era of some, I just turned 39. Uh, it was, and I was a pitcher when I grew up. So it was, you know, Greg Maddox, Smoltz, Gladman. Yeah. I was a pitcher too. And so was our singer, Joe. Oh, yeah? we, we, we talked <laughs> about this all the time. And Ty, our drummer, he's really getting into baseball lately too. So we're, did you yeah, know that there, it. did you know that there's old, like, old, quote unquote, older leagues, like 25 to 35? You can go really straight up. Oh. I live I live in uh, just north of Austin in a, in a community called Leander. It was actually one of the it was the fastest growing city under a certain population. I think it was like fifty thousand uh-huh. in twenty eighteen, and then like top ten twenty nineteen. So like when everybody was moving, once once corporate America figured out that because of the lockdowns we can do a lot of shit remotely, so there's no need to go into the office. You can just do it from your house with a webcam and an internet connection. Mm-hmm. So everybody just started moving their ass out here to Leander. 
and God, man, this place has exploded. I mean, we've got a new toll section going up. We've got two new elementary schools. It's it's bananas here. Wow, that's fast. Yeah, it's it's it is. Uh, it's one of those things where like we lived here for so long, and we were like, yeah, man, this is like this is the secret that no one knows about. Mm-hmm. And everybody like caught a whiff of it, and they're like, yeah. "Fuck, let's move here." Now we got apartments <laughs> going up behind us. Such a uh, that's how it happens. But I am a part of this uh, Leander Dad's group, and they're talking about like just <laughs> we didn't get to out, we didn't get to live our college lives the way we wanted to, so we're just gonna do it here on the rec center field, and you know whatever gloves and cleats like, we got laying around like the bench the bench warmers take on the young kids <laughs> yes we are definitely out we are definitely living out bench warmer life it's uh it's crazy man i mean i still i still so feel cool, i still feel you know late 20s early 30s i don't actually uh you know like today i went and ran a 5k while listening to your guys' stuff by the way my song of course i uh, i didn't listen to the new stuff that you sent me i just went with the discography Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 a need guy. Need and clarity. Those are the two that beautiful really grabbed me, and I kind of. But need's got this. It's got diversity in it. Can you kind of? Can you walk me through need or like? I guess I th- is that was that the goal? Need need is the that's the banger of the set. We call it like that's one of those songs okay, where so, yeah, you could be having a shit set, but then you just look down and see like, oh, bro, needs coming up. Thank God. And that wait, one that's kinda, a, that, wait, that's a thing. I've never heard this before. You're so you're saying that, like your like need is mid set, and you're just like, ah, oh, man, okay, time to time to like recover or something. Yeah, right? yeah, that's uh, and it, it's not every show. Like, there's some shows where it's just it's just hitting front to back, and every song sounds and feels okay. good. But then there's some where, you know, you can just tell that maybe we put the set in the wrong order, and the it's taken a while to get the crowd like. Uh, feeling the way that we wanted them to with this particular order because we're really artistic about our set list order and stuff we get real deep with it and if people aren't feeling it or for whatever reason it just yeah needs that song when i look down on the set it's just like oh finally like we're gonna we're gonna cut loose this is gonna look cool this is gonna (laughs) sound good but yeah building that song it was definitely um i wanted a simple verse which is like that uh Really old school corn, the da, 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 da. like I wanted that just to kind of kick back and let the vocals do some interesting stuff. The main riff is uh, kind of like a shout out to more modern metal and genty stuff. It's very, uh, very staccato picked and some cool uh, pull offs in there. Really fun riff to play. Actually, it's kind of like a, I kind of thought um, like Lamb of God if they had like a seven string sound. That's kind of where I got that riff from. Okay. But it, it, it came out sounding kind of genty though. So fans of gentle really dig that song, but actually it came from more of a raising group. my hand right now. Right. I'm a, gen- yeah. a genty boy. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. And then, yeah, that chorus, uh, I just, I loved the chords. I love the way those sounded. That's a full seven string chord in that chorus. So it's just really massive. And yeah, that's a cool hook. I feel like the seven string is, is just, it's almost like the perfect weapon. Uh, now I'm no musician. I mean, I know I've got like just. Random. I agree. I mean, I've got my buddy. My buddy. For, obviously, we're we're chatting right now. My my buddy gave me this six string Kramer. This is some uh, one of his old 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 guitars, and he told me to get this one fixed up and start learning. Yeah. But 
I've yet to do it, so <laughs> I need to get on that. Still missing a string. The bot top one. But they are they all um, are. The hand me downs are always missing <laughs> <yeah>. a string. <laughs> but it's either it's either I get it refurbished and do it myself, or I'm gonna get it refurbished with the help of some of the local people and I'm just gonna donate it to a, a you know, young kid, twelve, fourteen, somewhere in that ballpark that would that would obviously get more work out of it than it currently is. So. Right. But yeah, I just feel like, you know, I think eight strings have their place and honestly have had their run. And because I've, I, you're the, oh, they're everywhere now. You're the third band that's actually been more excited about going to seven string. Yeah. Either coming up from six or actually down from eight. So is there just, I mean, just for a layman, I guess, audiophile, what's the, what's the catch? What's the, what's the, the beauty about the seven string? I to, to you, to you, of course. To to me, um, yeah, like you were saying, it's the perfect weapon. Like the six string guitar is inside of that seven string, so it's not like we're losing touch of that. And if anything, I think this has made us more musical and helped me explore the fretboard a lot more. Because Mob Day stuff has always been pretty simple to play, at least for me. I think so. Um, the last few albums were very. Allison Chains, uh, King's X influence, and this one with that with that added seven, it gave us that cool new low note we could play with, right. which I love in a in a cool riff that's like fast paced. I love just throwing in those uh, low G sharps there every once in a while just to give it give it some ass, I guess. Oof. <laughs> there it is. So is that is that your tuning for that? Yeah, it's a drop G sharp, I guess you'd call it. And yeah, I love yeah, the eight. There. I love the eight string stuff too. Um, I'm sure we'd experiment with it, but yeah, they're just everywhere now. I feel like we wouldn't really stand <laughs> out with it. Um, we got some cool riffs in eight string tunings that are kicking around, but we also think about a live setting. It's like when are we like we're not going to buy eight strings to play one song or whatever. So it's got to be right. It's, it's got to be right. Yeah, the sevens just just sounds so good. Yeah, and I mean it's it's. Again, I'm I'm huge fan of of eights, but but then again, it was just that's what was popular at the time. I was almost like hyper focused. So, uh, plus you know, local friends bands were were coming out with eight string stuff, and so it was just it was kind of new and you know fresh and whatever. But yeah. I I definitely like I definitely do like a, a, a seven string, and that's literally coming from somebody that just can look at us like everybody else goes one two three four five six seven yep i know that one that's that's gonna sound really good right don't they just don't they just look pretty too like there's some the seven string neck is just the right it's just the right amount it looks great yeah because like eight you're you know you're on a washboard six it's just if your hand like if you're a tall person i played a nine string when we were out at nam it was it was the silliest thing i've (laughs) ever done just that note is so low, like the human ear can't even pick it up. I was like, just, what is the you just, yeah, like, what you is just, the fucking yeah, you point? You just see the string just moving, you're like... That's seriously what happened when we first watched someone playing it. We watched a guy demo it, and yeah, he'd go to that super low one, and I don't know if it was just his hand. Like, there's a way to get him audible, but the yeah, we just saw the string kind of shake and didn't really hear it. <laughs> I just laughed. I thought it was a joke, actually. I I mean, hey, uh, what was that? Uh, Jared Dines made like some like double decker twenty something. I know, or whatever, <laughs> I think... like the, the Mountain Dew riffer or whatever it was. That thing was ridiculous. Golly, that guy, 
that guy. Just, you know, but you know, it's fun. If you don't try it, it if you don't build trust it, me, dude. If like one of my favorite guitarists is uh, Steph Carpenter of Deftones. Um, in my guitar, I have his pickups. They're incredible. Um, nice. He went to nine strings, so naturally, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna have to try this at some point, I guess." But no, so seven, the, seven's getting really comfortable. I like it. Well, that's good. I was gonna say, what's your? Uh, we'll, we'll just uh, we'll finish out the episode with uh, like your like your current setup, and then um, you know, final shout outs where we can where people can find merch or you know, listen to your stuff, buy tickets to shows. Yeah, sure. Um, so as far as the gear, um, my main. My main guitar is an ESP, actually Stephen Carpenter's signature. Hey. I and uh and the backup is a Chris Garza signature Schechter, the guy from uh, Suicide Silence. Nice. I didn't get those because of whose they were. Um I love those guys, both uh, you know, big bands for me, but I'm a telecaster player and these are tele shaped. Okay. That was kind of the deal I made with myself. If we're gonna go seven string, I gotta find a seven string, you know, telly. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I hope one day Fender can make me one if I ever get to that level. But uh, for now, <laughs> hey, these Fender, are, these if you're are cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Fishman Fluence pickups in the ESP. Um, I've, I wasn't a big fan of active pickups for the longest time, but these are just super clear. Uh, that's, that's my live go-to on stage. And the backup is the one that I actually used on the record, the, the Schechter Garza. That has a lace uh, death bucker in it. That was at the suggestion of my guitar tech. Um, super, super clean pickup. Not like what you'd expect for metal when you hear about it on paper. It's like, this does not sound like a metal pickup. But then you plug it in, it handles the high gain so well and just sounds so crisp and clean. So Josh said that's the one that's going to be on the record. So yeah, all the guitars on there, the the Schecter with the DB. And uh, the live rig... I'm trying to see all the stuff. So I, yeah, Jordan's looking around his room. It's all around me. <laughs> uh, live. Um, probably could see a little bit of it back here. That was the old rig right there. It's the orange oh, yeah, okay. gym root with orange the with the two twelve. Nice. We we're we're in that school now where we don't use amps on stage anymore. We're all direct in. So I'm using the Head hey. Rush pedal board. I got like an EVH rig that I put together in there with uh, the help okay. of Chop Tones. Got a lot of cool stuff from them. And then, uh, yeah, Rory's on the head rush too. Josh is using the Axe Effects, and we plug that into our in-ear system that's behind us. So when we walk into a venue, we just plug in. Just everything. Click. Everything's Prong. ready. All the levels are set. In-ears are ready. No monitor check. And yeah, we just send some cables up to front of house to mix, and that's it. If you were to like, stand huh. on stage with us, all you'd hear is drums. It's kind of funny. <laughs> I yeah, I've been I've been uh, back behind the stage just taking pictures or whatever and the the difference between what is heard on stage versus what the crowd hears from various bands is is wild like when you first walk up if you don't know what you're experiencing it, it's kind of it'll catch you off guard so when i first years and years ago i'd go back there and be like why why can't i hear him singing he's literally right there yeah you know or why can't i hear you know the the guitar guy you know the stage left or technically stage right but and they're like oh it's just, it's the mix and that's when you know my audio guy started really like okay ryan let me hold your hand on this <laughs> you're about to have your fucking mind blown and i was like what yeah the monitor world is intense like monitor engineers those those guys have their work cut out for them because the front of house guy gets to you know mix what he wants to hear what works for the room sounds right. good 
but yeah, that monitor engineer, that's you're dealing with, you know, however many people are in the band, like five to sometimes nine different mixes of what these different people want to hear. And yeah. trust me, if they don't hear it, it's <laughs> it's going to be a problem. <laughs> that's why we got the in-ear system. Uh, it's all saved on our iPad. We just turn it on and the mix that I set for myself months ago is there. Sometimes I'll adjust. Rarely the room has any effect on it, but when we do really big places, I'll find myself making little tweaks, but nothing oh, cool, major. Then I got yeah, my... Uh, yeah, it's it's incredible. And uh, as far as the other pieces of gear that make it ha- <clears throat> happen, um, Intex Cables, I've been with them for a long time. Incredible product. People think cables don't matter, but I just tell them they've never tried Intex before. <laughs> yeah, then, it's uh, one of those things like, Gold plated, twenty four copper wire, but insulated. Little duh. You're like, look, there's there's cables, and then there's cables. Like, trust me. Yeah. There's there's cables. Yeah. And these these have been great. And uh, in tune guitar picks as well, making me some really cool picks to throw in the crowd. They're really I never fun. Knew, I never knew picks were as were as like as important as they are. I mean, oh, you pick yeah. them up, you don't really think about them, but I mean, there's thickness, width, feel. I mean, it's it's a whole thing. What's funny is as I get doing this more, I didn't want to say as I get to be a better player because that's you know that's not up to me. <laughs> as I keep going with this, yeah, the, the, the pick stuff like that, the picks and the cables and uh, the strings. Like I thought that I had it figured out when I first started. I picked up a pack of the orange Tordex picks. Oh yeah, have it. Whatever all? cable I could find in Ernie Ball tens because I was just told these are standards. <laughs> so I just go for it. But then as I get you know more in tune with the instrument itself and it kind of starts to become like another limb i start to figure out like oh like this needs this here and then eventually you figure out what material of pick works for you you figure out what strings feel best and right yeah it's a it's a whole that's a whole other podcast episode if you want. <laughs> yeah i d- i definitely i always try to at least um i haven't done it in 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 many of the later episodes but I definitely am bringing back just you know quick gear rundown because I know that a lot of a lot of the people that are listening are also musicians and you know sometimes maybe don't think of the combination or something to that effect. So always like I'm, I'm gonna start asking more questions. Damn it, that's what we're here. That's what we're here for. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so rounding out, where can everybody uh, go buy stuff to support you guys and and all that the ads and where they can find you? You can go to mobdaymusic.com. And that's kind of the hub for everything. There's links to all the stuff on there. There's the merch store link. Uh, we just released some of our fall stuff on there uh, yesterday. A lot of us are actually big horror movie guys in the band, so we, we're we having fun designing some cool merch for the Halloween season. And, yeah, the music is worldwide anywhere you stream. Um, I, I, I love, I encourage you to buy the record, of course. Um, but, of you know, if, if you stream or whatever, you know, as long as you hear it, that's really what we're here for. Um, the Bandcamp version of the album is going to come with a digital booklet, which I think, I think, I think that was in the package I sent you. Might have been. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So that's going to be on the Bandcamp version. Uh, we also have the physical copy right here. Got some. Ooh. CDs, which are now just business cards. These aren't meant for listening Dude, anymore. I swear. <laughs> when we were having this conversation, like, what did what have CDs become? Because they're still business they're cards still a, with a free coaster inside. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's to the point now because, I mean, I even have my, my buddy, he was going through his, and uh, he gave me, uh, I'm, I'm showing Jordan the dying fetus one. Oh, yeah. He said he had, he had two of these. And then this one's pretty cool. I hope the I hope the picture is still in here. But I got this one. Uh, this is a demo. Uh, I haven't been handed a demo in a long time. Right. And if someone actually, were to hand me one of those, I'd be like, "What? What is this?" <laughs> yeah, dude. It, it's a band called Toxic Priest. I mean, with nice. the sharpie. I mean, with the sharpie and everything on oh, it. Oh yeah. Yeah, these are these are gems. But the best part I love is those these, days. These young kids, and I mean, not to take away from this interview, it's just while well, I got it in my hand. Sure. Um, they even gave me like, like all their signatures and stuff. It's just, it was kind of cool. It was just a little nostalgia yeah. moment. And the best part is they were the youngest band, uh, age-wise, uh, of the night. This was months ago. And they were, and they were hustling CDs, like hustling CDs, just ripping Judas Priest a new one. I mean, it was. It's I mean, still. They were, yeah, people, they were out there. Yeah, people might not listen to CDs anymore, but we still feel there's a little bit of a market for them. It's, it's a little importance because it's just one of those yeah. like merch table things. Like people like to go home with something. I'm sure they'll stream the record, but oh yeah, it's cool to course. have this in your hand. Like the artwork is a masterwork by our friend Derek Lindau. Um, Dude, I um after we get off of this, uh, email me the 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 who I need to get a hold of to use this because this imagery is that like like roses or it's uh yeah it's like a Rorschach with these dead flowers in it. Man, it is beautiful. Highly recommend seeing it he, on like a high res TV. That's that's why I included the digital booklet on the Bandcamp one because I was uh, like these people need this, to see this. This the, whoever what was his name? Derek Lindau. He's done most of our artwork since uh the Vertigo album. He's done, you know, T-shirt designs for us, album art. But this one just, because like, like we were saying before, this was kind of a pandemic record. And I was going through one of the worst years of my life when I was writing this. And it, uh, this album is so dark to me. Like this, this sounds like, this is like my Iowa, you know? <laughs> and, <laughs> I got you. But then, you know, obviously Joe got on top of it with the vocals and some production got in there to where it kind of morphed out of this super dark thing I thought it was. But still, the album's still so dark to me. And Derek was like, what are you seeing? And I thought of old death metal album covers, just those simple black and white ones. And I was like, I'm seeing that in my head. And he's like, all right, I'll give it a shot. But then he sends me this and I'm like, bro, what the hell is that? Yeah, I mean, these colors. And it, it changed are- my mind about this record. It got all of us super hyped on it because it, brought the whole thing together and we were because i told him too i was like listen to the whole record so i guess derek has heard it too you're, you're the second person here but, uh, <laughs> i'll take it first take one it. in the public derek that's what i do with derek i give him the music and i say whatever you sure. feel put that on the canvas and when he sent this back to me and i was just like it shows you how complex this record is emotionally um and it's still a really dark image but yeah, and, and yeah, like at, at its core, and this is, I guess, my uh, interpretation of it, like at its core, because I saw it flowers and I did I did think Rorschach, but my mind didn't go there like immediately. I just yeah. thought it was this almost mirror image of itself. Maybe that was, you know, like a reflective moment. I don't know. That's where my mind went. I think so. Um, I think I think he nailed with I think he nailed what we didn't even know this album was about. <laughs> once Once we all saw this cover, we were just like, shit, that makes sense. Like he just gave it like a whole nother level of meaning. He did from, and from audio to visual. Yeah, it's the it's the greatest album cover I've ever seen. I'm not even saying it because I'm no, trying I, to stroke I just, him. Like legit, this is like <laughs> I can't believe this is our 
album cover. Like we're legit I mean, the all colors, blown away about this. Like I said, we we're we're talking this one up, and I highly highly recommend. Like I'm I'm looking at it on uh, what is this a 32 inch Samsung? And it's like probably small. TV. Probably still looks good on there too. All blown up. Dude, yeah, this thing looks money because it's like it's almost like these subtle tones. It's not a it's not a oh my god neon green or something. It's it's like there's death in the middle, but there's you know it mirrors itself. And like you said, Rorschach, it's it's all there. I ten out of ten recommend that gentleman for for any any work in the future. Absolutely, that's is, the product. Yeah, Instagram Derek Lindau Arts, one of my one of my good friends, and actually my neighbor growing up. So it's kind of how this all. Oh, there you kind go. Kind of came together, but <laughs> yeah, he he nailed it. This album would be it'd be nothing without his input on it because we could have train wrecked it with the idea I had for the cover. And when he sent this to me, I was like, "Shit, we got to put our name on top of that gorgeous <laughs> painting." But no, I think the name and logo sits in there really well too. And it does, it does. I to, like it. It's a good yeah. representation. And I guess it threw people off too. When this was getting printed, the production company called me. They stopped production on it. They were just like, "Hey, uh, there's this big white box around your cover. Like, <laughs> we th- it's like we think you didn't stretch the image out far enough." And I was like, "Well, do you mean the the white box that's supposed to be on it, or is there one I don't know about that looks bad? Like, what are you telling me?" And then they were just like, pretty much like, "Oh, never mind. We're good." Like nope, nope. We're firing that intern. We're yep. we're good now. But we're having a big uh, listening party for this, where the CD is going to be <clears> for sale. Um, we've always wanted to do a listening party where we just kind of get to have some drinks and mingle with people as the music's playing. Because every other time we're on stage and yep. the audience gets to have their experience, we're having ours. But then you meet them after, and I just always wished we could have been there together, experiencing it, especially for the first time. So. This well, is, that's cool. Yeah, this I like is going to be really fun. I've always wanted us to do this, and it's going to be strange putting on a quote-unquote show where we're not performing. But it's still going to be like a mob day show. Like the you know we'll we'll have the merch area, and it's going to be you know loud music. We're even going to put up uh, some of the stuff we bring on stage. We're even going to set that up, make it look cool. But we're just going to be in the crowd with everyone while this record blasts over the speakers and. We're just going to party and hang out all night listening to it. Dude, that sound, I really like that take on it because now instead of you trying to convey to the 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 guests or the people that are there like, hey, this is our new music and this is what it's like. Now you actually get to let, the, you know, you get to enjoy that with them, get their, you know, kind of hot takes, their real reactions. And also... Since everybody's kind of moving around the room, if like a guest or or a member has like a question, they can ask. Oh, oh, I need to ask. Uh, I need to ask uh, uh, Jordan about this one part. Oh, there he yep. is, right there. Yeah, and run over and be like, "Hey, man, this, this, and this." But then when they see, I feel like when they see it live, there's going to be almost this other level of connection that will kind of kind of ring through that may not have been there before. Yeah, hmm. and it's yeah. I think we'll all develop a different appreciation for it that way. Um, like I said, I like yeah, it. it's it's all about it's all about the fans on this one. Uh, we play shows for them to enjoy, obviously, but there's also there's that side where we're getting something out of that too. We're performing, doing our thing, but this oh, this this listening party is purely, you know, just for everyone to come hang out, ask us questions, whatever they want to do. The floor is open. <laughs> we're just we're just gonna be there hanging out for them. So just buy the merch. That's all I gotta do. Buy that's that's it. Buy the CD. It'll be on sale there. <laughs> and yeah, we hope to, you know, 
sign them for people, whatever they want. Be right there with them as they're as they're checking it out. Man. I'm excited That's, for I mean, it. Like I said, having this having this little this little demo gym is just signed and everything's all just DIY. Like this this is where it's at. Yeah, this is where it's at. But well, Mr. Jordan, I greatly appreciate you reaching out to me. Um, I've definitely become a fan and a follower on, on the socials for you guys. Thank you so and much. Whenever you guys plan a trip to come through Texas, regardless if it's through Austin, uh, let me know. I can get you in contact with uh, uh, one of the production teams down here and you know help you set up a run or you know if you're just passing through, you need like a gas station. We I, I forget what my buddy called him a gas gas station pit stop, but it you play the show to get to the gas station. So yep. it's like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know the terminology, but that it was like gas station pit stop or something. But, uh, but yeah, feel free to use me as a reference or a resource, man. I'm here for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's great. And if you have any other, uh, if you got any other New York bands that are trying to, you know, stretch their limbs and, you know, hit central Texas, uh, you know, send them my way. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get them hooked up. Awesome. We'll do. All right, man. Well, it's been great. And, uh, I appreciate your time, brother. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. Later, Jordan. See you.